Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Do you remember the first time you got hot and heavy with your now partner? Do you remember those days you couldn't keep your eyes and hands off each other? Put your hands on me, Jack. But how do you feel about that person now that we're years down the track? With COVID keeping us in each other's space more than ever this year, we want to find out how we keep that spark alive, even when we find our affections beginning to fade. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. When psychologist Dorothy Tenov wrote her book back in the 1970s, she gave name to something many of us have experienced, many crave, and many also seem to have lost. Limerence. Limerence is defined as an involuntary, potentially inspiring state of adoration and attachment involving intrusive and obsessive thoughts, feelings and behaviours from euphoria to despair, contingent on perceived emotional reciprocation. Translated, basically, it's falling in love. That spark that initially attracts you to another, the thing that makes you all crazy happy and terrified at once and makes the other so attractive you can't keep your hands off them. It's the thing that brings you into another person's orbit and then that force is so strong in the beginning you feel like you can't go on without it. But while limerence burns bright at the start of a relationship, it starts to fade as time passes and it's that waning of attraction that leads some to be unfaithful. Limerence so addictive, it will push some to hurt the person closest to them in order to get a hit. Add a pandemic to the limerence fade, and many of us have been in our partner's face and space more than ever in 2020. And with less opportunity to get away for a romantic holiday or even just for some time out, has this year made our feelings for our significant others fall off more than ever or strengthened our bonds? Lisa Tawney is a sex and relationship counsellor. Lisa, how long does limerence usually last? Around three to six months, also known as the honeymoon phase. What is actually happening in our brains during this time? Can we map chemically that moment that we become obsessed with another human? (laughs) Yeah, we can, I think. It's that energy that you get when you 
are so excited that you can stay up till five o'clock in the morning talking to that person in the early days. And then later on in your relationship, you might think, how did I used to stay up till five o'clock in the morning talking to that person? And now it's nine o'clock at night and you're sort of falling asleep. So I think there is that point where all those beautiful chemicals, oxytocin and serotonin and all those lovely things are flowing in the early days in particular with that great excitement that you have in meeting new people. Can we draw parallels between that chemical reaction and, say, the reaction to someone who has an addiction to other things? (laughs) Can you actually be addicted to the honeymoon period? Yeah, I think you can really be chasing that high. It's about the rise in dopamine in our brains and that makes us feel good. So if we are drawn to other kind of addictive things, it makes sense that that's also something that you're going to desire because it just feels so good. There is a lot of discussion about maintaining the spark or getting it back, but can you actually ever truly achieve that? And should we maybe be working towards a different kind of spark than trying to reclaim that initial feeling? Yes, I do think it's actually a different type of energy from that spark. And it's also, I think, a more connected, deeper spark that can be more satisfying, actually, than those early days because you get to know someone and you get to be comfortable with someone. And then when you can do that, you can really open yourself up and perhaps be more exploratory, a bit more vulnerable, try things when you've got an established trust with someone that you may not have had in those early days, but you've actually developed over years with someone. Are our expectations maybe a little bit too high where it comes to that initial attraction? Are we giving it a Hollywood gloss on how long we're supposed to be obsessed with each other when if you actually look at Hollywood, real life couples don't really last that long often either? Are we just, are we giving it too much attention? Yeah, I think we can be. I think we're also in an era of immediate gratification and we are expecting too much as well. So I think sometimes that might be a bit of a problem where we've developed this idea, maybe an over-romanticised idea about how we should be feeling, what's the Hollywood ending. And I have worked with people in therapy who have told me they feel too caught up in a romanticised Hollywood version of what romance is or what a relationship should look like and have been chasing something that they've come to realise maybe isn't actually achievable. And I think that it's actually about how we develop with people over time and how we kind of keep that spark going in a realistic but also fun way as well. Is there an expectation that when you get together with someone that you're both going to evolve in the same direction, that you're both going to grow and learn together? But is there a point where someone might start evolving in a different direction to you? And is that why maybe the spark gets lost in there, that they've just moved in a different direction to you? It could be. There can be something really beneficial in different directions if you can still come together in other ways. It depends. You don't want to get too far in another direction that you're relationship is losing the connection and that's what we see in therapy quite often where people have they've really lost their way with each other and they've really lost that ability to engage and to have fun and I often talk to people about how to get that connection back is to think about the sort of things you're doing together how are you connecting together and if you're going in too far of a different direction 
then that results in losing connection and that's going to lead to losing your sexual mojo, I think. Do you think that's something to do with not properly emotionally connecting from the start because you've just been physically connecting? I think at the start we're really putting our energy into getting to know that person emotionally and physically connecting. And I think what might happen is that sometimes other things take priority and we lose the ability to keep that as our focus, to keep that emotional and physical connection going that we had in those early days. And that's so important to keep putting time and energy into keeping those things going because desire flows from those emotional and physical connections. No one seems to agree on exactly why we lose our spark. Maybe back when humans were invented and only lived for a very short period of time, it just wasn't necessary. Maybe it's so that mum and dad aren't so obsessed with each other they forget to adequately take care of their offspring. Maybe we're just lazy and don't want to have to work for it. But whatever the reason, there's an across-the-board agreement that you can work to maybe not quite get that initial addictive feeling back, but create a new spark, a deeper connection, a better relationship. Mamma Mia recently asked 15 women what they do to keep the spark alive. Carolyn makes sure she and her husband are always affectionate with each other. Jamie sends sexy pics. Lily locks in date night. We have a list of different restaurants we want to try, we gather people's favourites and then we choose one fancy sort of restaurant to go to per month. And it feels really special. Erin says they spend a fair bit of time apart. You know, the whole absence makes the heart grow fonder thing. Key tries to do things she knows her partner enjoys, like going to social events even when she's more of a homebody. Isabel gets out and active with her husband. Things like having a hit of tennis together or going bowling or things that don't always revolve around drinking, but then sometimes you just end up having a celebratory drink at the end because it was something fun you've done together. Laura is just pushing through until the kids get a bit older and she and her husband can rediscover themselves and each other. Rachel says they laugh together. Josie does naked bed picnics. Jen shifted sexy time to earlier in the day rather than tired end of the day fall into bed. Claire, not me, regularly books a hotel room. Laura lives apart from her partner. Tilly does Friday night cocktails at home and Romy schedules sex into her and her husband's routine. She says it sounds lame, but damn, it works. So while your limerents might be struggling to stay lit in this very interesting year, there are tons of ways in which you can create your way of reigniting it. It's just finding out the way that works for you. I think the first thing is have fun. I think that sex often becomes incredibly serious And I think it's really good to think about all the ways that you can have fun and connect even outside of the bedroom because anticipation is a great aphrodisiac. And I think sometimes when we move in with people and we've got domesticity, we can lose our sense of anticipation. And that's happened quite a bit this year during COVID, where people have been working from home with their partners 24-7 in lockdown situations. And there hasn't been opportunities to build anticipation because you're seeing people all the time. So creating an atmosphere where you can build a bit of excitement and surprise and mystery can be quite exciting. I think tapping into our creativity is great brainstorming a list of sexual fantasies, putting together a sexual bucket list. That's a lot of fun. 
and there's some really terrific things on the internet. Stephen DeWitt's a sexologist uh, who's got a sexual menu, which is so much fun. It's got a massive list of things that you can go through with your partner and talk about. Is that activity a yes, a no, a maybe? And that can sort of stimulate some fun discussion. You can look at changing your location and embrace difference. I'm a big fan of that. So if you are having sexual intimacy in the same place in the same way, you want to mix it up, have sex different places, look around the house and pick all these different places in privacy, find some privacy, put a lock on your bedroom door. It's always a really handy practical tip, I think, especially if you've got little people in the house. Try new positions. Sex toys are amazing. Tantric sex. Oh, there's so many things. It's just a myriad of great options, I think, to make things different. That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, with audio production by Ian Camilleri and guest booking by Mel Zauer. And if your love language is food, maybe you can find some spark in Mamma Mia's newest podcast, What I Eat When. What do you eat when you're homesick, when you're celebrating, when you're on your own, when you're feeding your family? Food. It's so much more than fuel. It's an excuse to ponder who we are, our cultures, and what connects us. It's a mood booster. It's celebration with family. It can repair relationships. And it can make someone fall in love with you. Catch Sylvia Coloca and What I Eat When in your favourite podcast app, launching today. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.